Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Chop Maoni. I'm your host, Sophie. And I'm your other host, Wangari. Karibu sana. So, Sophie. Yes. What's up today? Today, I have been thinking a lot about what happens when your parents get old and you have to start taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Something that you never thought would happen to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you see it happening to other people, but when you look at your own parents and you think, no, they, they are able to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. But then they start asking you to do stuff for them, stuff mm-hmm. that you think they should be able to do. Like? Like, my TV is not connecting to the Wi-Fi. Are you talking from real life experience? I'm talking from real life experience. <laughs> so this happened to to my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom doesn't usually call for anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think because she has people who sort out her life. Mm-hmm. So then she sends me, it's almost like a distress call. She's like, I can't watch TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, have you paid? Yeah, <laughs> have you paid? Number two, adjust your aerial. I do, uh-huh. I do all those things that I would do. She's like, none of that is working. So I need you to go like stop whatever you're doing this is a priority so she called you like from work or from home she did she called me from work Mm. in the middle of the day she's like when can you go (laughs) and it became a thing that she was checking on like have you gone Mm -hmm. and what have they said so i had to keep updating her on what was happening Mm. but that was just the beginning of what i think is yet to come how old is am i allowed to ask yeah you can ask my mom is only 63 so she's still a spring spring. yeah yeah. hey she's spring spring chick yeah, I mean, I mean, if she told me she got pregnant, I'd be like, yeah, yeah that looks like sense. it could happen yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should see Sophie's mom. Yeah, um, so I, think, I don't uh, know if you've had that experience where you've, your parents are needing you more and more to do stuff for them, maybe little stuff or big stuff, like take me there, mm-hmm. you know, take me to my doctor and all that sort of I thing. I think it's interesting for me, I have six siblings, we're seven, Yeah, and I'm like way down in the line, I'm like fifth. <laughs> Um, and, uh, as you know, my father passed away in 2014 mm-hmm. and, uh, so I, and my parents are older than your parents. So my, right. my, my dad passed away when he was 79 wow. and my mom is now just, she turned 70, I want to say two years ago, one year, maybe two years ago. What? Did you have a big bash and I wasn't invited to? We had to. a nice dinner with her and it was kind of a special occasion. But, um, so... I have, we've already started going through that whole thing. And yeah. I, I wouldn't say, I'm talking more from the angle of seeing, you know, having strong parents when you're young yeah. and they are your end all be all and they take care of everything yeah. to then the tables. You don't even know when the tables turn, but one day you find yourself being the caregiver and the primary um, decision maker in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have gone through that. Uh, we all have a little bit. I think my older siblings are a little bit more the people who are, and I don't know if it's just a factor of personalities right. and the different personalities in family or the people who are the older ones are the ones who are usually called to do the By the default. Thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, it's interesting. I think my, for, by the, when my, when my dad got sick, he passed away from cancer mm-hmm. and he uh, was living at home. And at the time my older sister was living at home, Ashuka. Yeah. Uh, and uh, two of my other siblings, my brother Karanja and my brother Kamunya was living at home. Right. So they were the primary caregivers, you right. know, like if it's um, going to the hospital, knowing what's happening, what medication needs to be given, mm-hmm. arrangements at home, arranging yeah. for the nurse. And they were like the ones who were mainly uh, 
there and for my parents be only because I think it was almost a locational factor. Okay. But also I think uh, especially my older sister, she's very much a caregiver, uh, a caregiver and person who takes charge. And, yeah. you know, she she's the one who keeps it moving and we're so, so grateful for her yeah. for that. Um, uh, for me, I think maybe it's because of, of the factor of I was away dealing with, I had just had young kids mm-hmm. uh, and so I was less involved. But yes, you do see the dynamic, the dynamic changing where, yeah. you know, your parent is sick, you have to be the one who's uh, doing things in the house and or like uh, helping with caregiving and stuff. So yeah. when my dad passed away, now my mom is home. But let me tell you, I don't know how it is with your parents. Yeah. This idea of not needing help, like my parents do not want, like they do not want to come off yeah. as people who need, need anything yeah. from you. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they, they do. And they don't want to be a burden or they don't want to ever go to hospital because, I mean, this whole thing. And actually, to be honest, I'm starting to kind of understand that thing of not wanting to go to a doctor because mm-hmm. once you know you've got a, a bad sickness, it yeah. kind of like takes you down. Yeah. And that, just the mental burden of of knowing that you have a, a, a disease or an ailment can yeah. really bring you down. And I think that's why they don't like to go to a hospital, but also they don't want to be quote unquote a burden. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can ever understand. Like... You, they, they never understand that you can never be a like your parent can never be a burden to you. In my experience, for me, yeah. my parent can never, ever be a burden to me. I guess if, if they need something, yeah. I don't care what it is. You will stop and you will do it, and and not because you know, oh, you know, okay, oh God, they're sick again. No, it's because this is my mom or this is my dad. Yeah, there's no way uh, that you know that that whatever you need is going to be something that is. Too much. Too much for me to do. Yeah. There's nothing that they can ask for that will be too much for me to provide. Do you think that's because it hasn't happened yet? Um, Because I'm just wondering if one of your parents or your only parent, surviving parent, if she got to a point where she needed constant care Mm -hmm. and got to a place where, for example, she had to move in Mm. with you. Um, maybe now you are next on the list mm-hmm. because your siblings are like, no, we've been doing all of this. Yeah. Now it's your turn to pick up the slack. And, you know, they also have to continue managing their life. Yeah. And, they, and it's up to you now, Wangari. Mm-hmm. And your mom is like in a place where she needs constant 24-7 care mm-hmm. and she has to be in your house. Mm-hmm. Do you think it could get to that level where you're like, that is, it's too much. I'm no not able. No way, not even, not, not even, a blink. not even an eyelash blink. <laughs> yeah. If my mother need to move in with me, you see, yeah. ready, I won't even cry now. I'm yeah. like, there's no way my mother would always have a place in my house. Yeah. And also not just the fact that um, taking, taking care of her can never be a burden. Yeah. It can be tasking because, you know, maybe there's a lot of, you know, uh, maybe financially it can be hard. Right, yeah. Maybe uh, just even emotionally it can be very draining. Right. But that's that's not even a question for me. And actually, this is something that came up yesterday. I was talking with um, with this lady who's in town uh, from the U.S. and she had seen a billboard somewhere about a retirement home. And she was like, oh, in Kenya, you guys are starting to have retirement home. And I was like, I don't think it's a thing here. Maybe it's starting to be. Yeah, it but, is. But um, I... This thing of like throwing away or putting away your old your people, people, I think that is very reprehensible. And I, I want, I want to build even even having parent in the house. Mm-hmm. My children need to learn that you know that you don't throw away people. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. they they should be part of it. Like even if they're sick, you take care of people yeah. until you're not able to take care until you know God decides to, to take them <laughs> to take to them care of to them. the blue yonder. Yeah. So, I. For me, I don't think it can ever, and and even if I had to seriously change my lifestyle yeah. 
to cater for my parents, Aging then parent. that is just what we have to do. Um, there's no question in your mind. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. You've never hesitated and thought, I don't know if I can actually manage no. this. Mm -mm. Yeah. I've never as had As long to, as I'm walking and breathing yeah. and earning an income and even not earning an income, to kopa moja pakamwisho. Pakamwisho. You're on Tala branch every month. Yeah, I'm I just need like, alone I don't care. If you want me to go and stand there by the roadside with my cup, <laughs> I will do it because I need to take care of my, my children and my and my and your mom. Yeah. I've never thought of it to that extent because fortunately my mother has in general had good health for mm -hmm. most of her life and continues to even now. And yeah. it's something that I'm grateful about. Mm -hmm. But I, I have never had to think about her aging and what that means, in, especially in terms of her abilities, her faculties, her mm -hmm. sense of awareness and all of that. I've not gotten to that place mm -hmm. where I can see that happening to her. But I know that it's a possibility anything can happen and mm -hmm. that the dynamic could change instantly. And I've not thought about what that would mean if I had to be her primary caregiver. And not not only in the sense of the time that it would take, but also the emotional toll mm -hmm. of seeing your parent in that state mm -hmm. of incapacitation. I can't imagine having to put my mother in a tub to give her a bath. Yeah. You know, seeing her frail and in any of that I mean, and you think about it in your sense, imagine in her, like her, she was a able-bodied, yeah. you know, independent woman. Yeah. Then suddenly she has to rely on someone to, to do take her to the bathroom, her. to do a number two, to wash her. I mean, it's to for them. Her. I mean, it's tough on you, but imagine them. And it's worse if she's aware. You see, if she doesn't, if she's not present, if she has dementia or something, yeah, then, then yeah. you're like, okay, it's my burden. But if she is fully aware of what is happening to her and... And yeah. the deterioration that is coming very slowly. I can't even begin to think what that does to a person. Yeah. But I think on on, on kind of like a philosophical level, I'm going to get a little bit philosophical yeah. here, is I don't think you get to choose. You can, but I don't think it's fair to kind of choose what emotions that you, you know, you can be like, oh, that's too much for me. I'm going to not expose myself to having a strong emotion for my parent and right. go through that. You know, I think yeah. it's part of even just being a whole human being and a person who goes through the ranges of extreme happiness to extreme kind of, um, I don't want to say unhappiness. I don't want to say depression. <laughs> I mean, I don't think depression is something that <laughs> I'm saying is, you know, right. part of the spectrum that we should be experiencing, yeah. uh, at least not long-term depression. But just, you know, you if you get to experience full absolute happiness and you get that through your kids you get that through your you know your work and your life yeah you can't exempt yourself from going through pain yeah pain yeah. and i think that is part of being a human being right let you allow yourself to be in situations that allow you to feel things that um that you may not have generated internally right and that the external world through your relationships and your networks and your loves yeah uh Put on you. Yeah. So if you have a parent that you love that is going through this, you I don't think you get to be like, this is too much for me. Retirement home. Oh my gosh. One on one. You need to <laughs> you need to be a man, be a woman, whatever it is. Yeah. Man up, woman up. You don't see a possibility where someone absolutely can't do it, either for the time factor or the financial reasons. I mean, um, it could be, yeah. But uh, what I'm what I'm against is just completely abandoning, yeah, abandoning that yeah. parent and saying, "Oh, you've become sick now. So, yeah, your yeah. time with me is up now." Yeah, yeah. 
And I guess that goes to the kind of relationship you've had with your parents. I mean, if you've had the one that you're describing, for you, it's yeah, it's an instant decision. There's no doubt. There's no question because mm-hmm. of the kind of relationship you've had with your parents. Mm-hmm. I assume that there's people who don't have that thing with their parent and mm-hmm. the, the idea that now they have to take care of this person and maybe they neglected me or mm-hmm. I never felt close to them. Now suddenly they need me. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me pay for a retirement facility to take care of them. Yeah. I'll pay top dollar, but I can't be the one yeah. who's involved in that whole process. Because yeah, and I think, I mean, I, f- I feel like this is also almost <laughs> becoming like a religious episode to be in a way because <laughs> yeah. I think you don't, or a philosophical episode, you don't get to, like you can, you, you don't have to treat somebody negatively because of they the treated they, you yeah, negatively. Yeah. Uh, you should, you know, and people do, I'm not saying it, you, you that it doesn't happen. Yeah. It does, you know, yeah. people are like, well, Tit you for screwed tat. up, yeah, you screwed up <laughs> bringing me up. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, you know, you and I were both parents. Yeah. It is tough being a parent. Yeah. If you're alive and you have gone to school and have had three meals a day or at least two, <laughs> yeah. that parent has done something. Yeah. You know, and it's not a, it's not insignificant. Yeah. So for you to turn around and be like, ah, you know, we never used to have a meal on the table every day. Yeah. So I don't see why I should take care of you now that you need me. Yeah. It's a little bit selfish. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, to, to that note, I mean, I, I don't think you just be like, you know, it's inconvenient to take care of you. And yeah. It just doesn't, the, the society is, is, uh, is, is uh, loses from having that kind of attitude of discarding yeah. old people. Yeah. And I think in that sense, we've been lucky as Africans in that our culture still kind of promotes or insists on taking care of your old people. Old people are revered yeah. in, uh, in African society. You know, yeah. we look at them, they are matriarchs, they are patriarchs yeah. or whatever it is that they are, they're important people in society. So we've not yet gotten to that place where we're like, yeah. you know, retirement home is waiting for you. But I think about the people who are living in the diaspora. So you live away from your parents, mm-hmm. and but your parent needs this kind of care. And maybe that is what is happening now with this opening up of retirement homes because yeah. those people need a place. Yeah. And the way we have become so scattered, you know, we don't all live together like we used to. Yeah. So, but your old person, your sick old person needs care. So what do you do in that sense? I mean, who gives up? And in your case, you're lucky. There's six of you, you mm-hmm. can, or seven of you, you can mm-hmm. sort of delegate mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say, this month it is you, next month it is you, and you will provide money for this, and mm-hmm. there's a breakdown. If you're in a situation like mine where I'm the only one around, at least for now, mm-hmm. not knowing if my brother would be able to like up and leave and say, hey, my mom is old and sick, I need to go look after her. But so I become the primary mm-hmm. caregiver and mm-hmm. the decision maker mm-hmm. and the everything. I wonder if then there's resentment for the one who is not around. Who, I think that, sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah, the one who is not there, yeah. who is just, I'm giving you just updates on the phone, but you don't actually yeah. know what this means and what it's doing to me, what it's doing to my family. How do you navigate that? I think definitely there would be some resentment because you bear an undue burden. Yeah. Into, and, and I call I say burden, but I say that loosely. Yeah. Because I can't think of... Of your parent as a burden. burden. Yeah. Um, you do carry most of, of the work, but you just have to resolve that within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because even I mean, the, the the sibling who's away may also have that kind of guilt of being, being away of, and not even being able to be in a position to to provide in the way that you would be sacrificing and providing in terms of the time with your family and all of that. Yeah, uh, I think you just need to reconcile that with yourself and be like, 
I need to take care of my parent or parents yeah. because these others are not here. Yeah. Uh, but also think of it as just your life experience. Like, okay, they'll come into my house. There are also benefits for having them in the house. Right. You get to see them every day. Yes. You're not worried about where they're, you know, if today they're doing well or not doing well because you can see for yourself. Right. Um, they are around, around love and, they, you know, in our case, we have children. The children yeah. can be with them all the time. So there's a huge also, it's not just... Uh, the the tough times it's also the positive times right. because they are there with you and yeah. they're sharing their lives with you and i think that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah i think it's it's such an interesting topic when you start thinking about it because i think you'd want the same to happen to you when you're that age yeah. that your kids are like yes of course we are all rallying yeah. around our mom or our dad so the discussion sounds really easy when it's my mother yeah but what if it's my husband's mother mm-hmm and the tables are turned because yeah. I could easily say, "Yeah, mom can. Move. She has to live with us." Yeah, that is not a question. This that is, is not, not a, a discussion. Question. Yeah, but what if it's the other way around? What if it's your spouse's parent? And well, um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, it's it's something that you. The way I see it, yeah. if I'm going, to, if it's a, not a question for me, yeah. It can be a question for, for him. him yeah. Like if his parent or parents need yeah. to move in with us, yeah. we would just have to make it work. And it's <laughs> yeah. just your life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like yeah. for me, I, for me, I think that's not not a negotiable thing. I yeah. think you just you just make it work. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's such an interest. And is it something that you've talked about with your husband? No. Like what happens if one of our parents or both our parents or but it does affect our lives in some way because yeah. um uh one of uh, my my father-in-law uh uses crutches right and whenever like when we were choosing our house we couldn't choose a house on the fifth floor mm. we actively did not choose any house that was in would not be able he would not be able to access, access easily yeah. so it already kind of affects our lives yeah. like if we do anything we have to think oh dad is not going to be able to, do, to this, do this so we need to adjust it to to be like that so yeah yeah I think I've had this discussion with Ted in passing, like what would happen if our parents needed this kind of care? How do you work around like the finances, you know, if a portion of our income has to go towards Mm -hmm. caring for that parent? Mm -hmm. What portion is too much? I mean, how do you decide like 50K? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what if your husband is done coming with the decision it's going to be 50k and you're like but we have you know this is our budget we can't absolutely meet that 50k and he's like yeah yeah but we have to do it you need to put in extra time at your work get a side hustle because mm-hmm. this is the amount that is required i don't know if enough people have had that discussion of you know what it would take to care yeah. and we've been fortunate in that at least in our society our parents own their homes mm-hmm. so at least they have a place so even if we needed to get full-time nurse care it can be done mm-hmm. in their homes if mm-hmm. if that option was available yeah. so we, we're not so concerned about them moving in with mm-hmm. us at this very moment but yeah there's that thing of how much money and who is responsible for it i mean i'm the in-law so am i required and you have other siblings but i as the in-law am i required mm-hmm. to put up Mm-hmm. that kind of money and in the same case i could be supporting my own mother mm. with her own care i think for me I, I never really think of the amount yeah just because the amount will be what it is mm-hmm. like you can't say okay our budget for taking care of mom is 50k and yet she has a million dollar million shilling <laughs> bill yeah you'll be like so your 50k is doing what <laughs> yeah. why why i mean you still have to come up with the other amount yeah and that has if you're you know then you discuss that with your with your family you know, with your family like yeah. i can put up x amount mm-hmm. and then 
you know, we need to find the rest. If yeah. we can only get to 500K, then we need to have a strategy of asking family and friends yeah. to help contribute. Yeah. Um, so I think, I, for me, I, I, I think, I always think about it, in, like you're saying, like if, if it was your mom that got sick, yeah. it's not, Ted cannot be absolved, Ted, your husband, <laughs> yeah. cannot be absolved of like, part of the responsibility. Uh, the yeah. is he, after all, through marriage, he is her son. Yeah. So there's, you know, you're not supposed to put that kind of Chinese wall. It always exists, but yeah. you know, you should always like if I if if my God forbid my my mom took ill. Yeah, I can't imagine Bogwa being like, mm-hmm. hey, me, my money is spoken for. It's for you, my mom. <laughs> go deal with your mom, because I'd be like, uh, that is not kind. Of, that is not how <laughs> life is going to be lived in this house <laughs> uh, and the same for me if something happened to him i we would have to just like you have to adjust your lifestyle yeah. to figure it out yeah yeah but I, i'm so and now it's actually but your mom is better now isn't she? yeah she's fine yeah. she's she's fine um from what she says she's fine but i, I but dalila absolutely she's <laughs> aging and it's something that we have to be all cognizant about that it's gonna happen and it will just be it will depend on what situation will be mm. um maybe it will not be a life-threatening condition but maybe it will be a chronic condition that mm. needs constant care mm. maybe it will be something else maybe she'll be lonely she'll get yeah. to a point where she's all alone yeah so how and do we working and she has stopped working yeah. exactly and maybe her income streams have dried up mm-hmm. and so that will be another thing that requires mm. our consideration and support and all of those questions but it definitely has put that thought in my head that I really need to discuss this with Ted in greater mm. length than we've had yeah. because our parents are getting to that age. Even yeah. his parents, his dad was recently sick and mm. that was a th- that was an issue. Like mm. who is responsible for what? And mm. you know, we never, no one had really thought about it mm. and it caused some friction. And so mm. we have to get to that place where we're having this candid discussion about mm. what's the strategy? Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Interesting times, but, but yeah. I think, I think bottom line, in, in the situation of like your in-laws' parents getting sick, yeah, you can't expect your like Ted to act one way when it's your mom, <laughs> exactly. and then you act another way when it's his mom. That's not. Yeah, I think that's but, a big strike. That is a <laughs> huge you. strike. But you know, there's always self-interest. I mean, regardless yeah. of what it is. But as long as you recognize that it's self-interest and you yeah. tame that beast, <laughs> because it's just not. Of, it's not it's, practical. Yeah. It's not. It's not practical. Unless I mean, you're come looking on. for a divorce. Yes, talak three times. <laughs> Get talak, out. Talak. <laughs> Yeah, interesting discussion. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. So cool. it would be interesting to find out from you, our dear listeners, if you've had this experience and what your experience has been like, taking care of an aging parent, um, what friction or closeness it has caused in your own family, within yourself also, When once you start recognizing that your parent is aging. it's I think it's, like you said, it's... It's sad because for a long time your parent is this person. Mm. And now they're they're not that person anymore, yeah. and you're like, there's a loss already yeah. of the person that they used to be, mm. and a lot of adjusting yeah. emotionally. It's it's the final step of growing up, because mm. now you are you take over the reins in a way. Mm. I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't wanna grow up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming, and that ache I felt in my back a few days ago was a reminder that hey, even mm. you, Tender is gonna be like 
even you <laughs> you and your ex yeah and so that's interesting because this is a, diff- a segue so what personal responsibility do you have to taking care of yourself so that you're not a burden mm-hmm. to your children or your people but you know it could be anything you can take yeah. care of yourself and run every morning and, and be super be. fit <laughs> and then be in an accident and then you uh quad quadriplegic quadriplegic yeah. what do you say quadri- that one, that one. <laughs> then what you've been jogging your whole life and then you still have to be taken care of then you take up smoking i mean if that happens to you you're like <laughs> you it, i might hands. as well just end it <laughs> Since not eating hamburgers has not helped me. Okay, bring on the hamburgers. Yeah, it can come. I mean, you can take care of yourself. As much as you can. Yeah. But also, regarding the taking care, there's also the financial health, you know? I don't think as a parent it's fair for you to expect that you don't make any of your own financial plans Mm -hmm. with the expectation that your kids... I mean, why did I give birth to them? This yeah. is their I mean, job. That's, that's how it was back in the day. Your yeah. kids were your insurance plan. <laughs> yeah, but, but now, can you still expect that now? And is it fair to do that? To be like, hey, ni mewaza kwa nini? Eh? Why did I pay I, the school fees? I if... don't think. I don't think you. In in a way, in this day and age, it's much of an expectation. Yeah. But you hope that you would, and you hope that you raise your children to to also give back and also to take care of you. Yes. Yeah, but you can't be like. This is the condition of me giving you life. You need to take care of me. So, yeah, like, yeah, the receipts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is when everyone you are in pick primary. one. <laughs> everyone, come and get yours, and then you say what you're going to do now. <laughs> so, and and so that's interesting because I've I've always tried to find out about my mother's financial standing, mm. and that is a discussion she will not entertain. Mm. She will not even, we cannot have mm. that. Like, I try to find out, mom, where's your money? Mm. Like, where is it? Yeah. Hey, it's like I've asked her to reveal the inner workings of the vagina. <laughs> She's just like me. I can't discuss that with you. So I don't know if that's something that we should also have with our parents. Like, you need to know where they stand and what they need, if they need it. Mm. Yeah. You're right, you're have, right. you, have you had that discussion with, with your mom? Um, not yet, but I think maybe we should hold that discussion for next week because mm-hmm. I have a topic I want to talk about. Come on board. Yes. So, yes. So, yeah, taking care of aging folks is obviously an endless, endless topic mm-hmm. and it'll keep coming up. And like you've said in a lot of the things you've said, wisdom is making adjustments. Yeah. Know that it's coming and prep for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my my philosophy for myself, I, I I hope that my children will take care of me. I do expect I will take care of my <laughs> of my uh, my mother. Yeah, uh, when she's older, um, but I plan to take care of my me and my husband plan to take care of ourselves as much as possible. Right, putting the plans in place, kind of like the way Bob Collymore did, um, and then um, if if we if the plans we've put in place are not panning out, that Hopefully, our children will come in, but it's not. We're not. It's not an obligation, but yeah. it's where it's what we're raising them to do to, to be. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, thank you guys. This like, has been subscribe. Great. Our channel. Yeah, and obviously you can tell there's so much more we could keep saying about it, and maybe we shall have another date. So stay tuned for the upcoming episodes of Chop Maoni. This has been Sophie. This is Margaret. See you later. Bye.